Hello, and welcome to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast, your spot for everything Dynamo. I'm your host, the Sinsky Man, and with me today are Zach. What's up? Manny. He's here. He's there. He's every bleeping where Coco. Coco. And Kyle. I didn't prepare a song. I didn't know we were supposed to sing. We're recapping some recent off-season contracts and preseason games, as well as deep diving into the final third. Then we'll discuss week one against FC Cincinnati. Let's get to it. So the Dynamo have been awarding contracts to some players. We've got Mikael down in Dynamo Dose getting a first-team contract. Majib Marana got himself a homegrown player contract, which is pretty dope. And Tate Schmidt has uh, earned himself a place with the Dynamo. Must be listening to Jake on that one. Uh, I couldn't tell you much about him, but seems like the Dynamo are happy. Manny, why don't you go ahead and talk to me about Mikael? You think he's worthy of this first team contract? Um, for as much as we paid for him uh, in the off season, I hope so. I, you know, as soon as as soon as that uh, amount was released that came out that that we paid for him, I think it was like either five hundred thousand or seven fifty somewhere in between there, if I remember 500. correctly. Five hundred. There you go. I was like, there's no way we're paying five hundred thousand dollars for a dynamo dose guy like for him to be a dynamo dose again um so i was really hoping that he'd get bumped up to the first team i'm glad it's happened uh, i really hope that he has a breakout season you know we saw him start one game last season That's and right. all of us i think kind of praised him for it for his you know even though we probably lost that game if i remember correctly we did. odds are we did um but but yeah i uh i think we all praised him and i'm looking forward to seeing what else he can do this season i'm hoping that he um, you know, gets a few starts. I assume I could be wrong that he will most likely be starting on that left-hand side when he does. So, you know, fighting teenage for that spot, it's going to be kind of difficult. Um, but you know, especially at the beginning of the season, you have plenty of games, cups that come along and I think he'll definitely get, a uh, get minutes in. So that'll be good to see. It'll only take like five games once teenagers, yellow card accumulation racks that's, up. So. That's fair. That's fair. Good call. Good call, Kyle. Yeah, I figure we need like 15 center backs uh, on the roster just to just to take that next spot when we get the red card accumulations. Zach, that fee, 500K, do you think it's he's worth that? A Dynamo Dose player to stick around? I think he's an international slot too. I could be mistaken on that, Faithful. Could be mistaken. Uh, no, I really don't. Um, <laughs> 500K is a lot uh, to put somebody on Dynamo Dose. And I guess, you know, we've seen a lot of success with dynamo dose providing depth to the first team. So Kyle is probably more right than any of us would like him to be that there's a good chance that we see him make some appearances this season because of, you know, red card accumulations. Darius is kind of old. Um, <laughs> he got, and he got pretty close to some yellows. I don't know in the preseason game um, against FC Frisco. If you guys were watching it, he kind of scared me a little. Um, I'm a little scared of him. So 500K seems like a lot, but it seems like we do as a team and as an organization make a pretty good use of depth out of Dynamo Dose. And if he's providing that, then sure. Yeah. It's, but he's sure. no longer with the Dose anymore, Zach. That's the whole point. He's going to bump that. But he wasn't only paid that much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I want to spend that kind of money on a player coming up from Dose. I, that just seems, you know, I've, I'm not the dynamo. They've had their eye on him. You know, obviously he's been in the organization all last year and they like what they saw. They must because to pay that kind of money to say, yeah, we're going to keep you. And then to award him this first team contract, I think that speaks a lot about how they feel about him. I just, I feel like the dynamo have this history of overpaying for center backs. You know, Parker was on a massive contract. Hadebi's a DP player. And now we're, we're paying a team. 500,000 to to keep a dynamo dose player and yes we we awarded him the contract and moving him up to first team but i just i wonder if there that depth was going to be found elsewhere because i don't imagine him starting over Starez or teenage i don't imagine him being above bartlow on the depth chart so to pay that kind of money for the fourth option Seems a little wild. We can joke all we want about yellow cards and red cards, but I'm I'm really hopeful that Ben Olsen brings some discipline to our defense and that that's not as big of an issue this season. Kyle, jump in. I think Mikhail's got a ton of upside. I'm I'm really excited for what he could do. Um, yeah, like it's it's a lot of money, uh, but he's he's 22. He's 
physically doesn't look it man he this looks yeah. like one of those bench warmers situations oh yeah he looks like yeah he looks 32 that's a grown I mean, man yeah he, he um but like i think physically he brings a lot i got to catch a little bit of the highlights from the from the frisco game over the weekend and bartlow got caught out on a pretty quick break and seeing bartlow trying to like catch back up to the play i was like this is probably where he he's going to get beat is like these, you know, quick counters, these one-on-ones, these chances to kind of really track back and cover the space. Whereas a, a player like Mikhail, it's a lot more physical, a um, little bit younger. I think his upside is, is going to be really good for us. And I love getting to see, you know, guys that, um, you know, kind of worked out hard on the Dynamo two team, um, get their, get their shot up. You know, Beto Avila is a great example of that. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful for him. It's a lot, but I think that the, the potential for him on our team, especially this season where we only have really one, you know, center back on the depth chart. Now he gives us that extra competition, extra depth. Um, you know, it's, it, it is a guaranteed fact that we are going to have to rotate that position for a myriad of reasons, most of them being yellow cards. So we will need, um, experienced players there players that have had some time now with Ben Olsen. And uh, I think he's, I think he's a great option. I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I think that's a good point. He does know what Ben is looking for. He's part of this system that we're trying to uh, align top down. So I think that that is a good point. I just, I feel like we could have got him for cheaper or a similar player for much cheaper. I, I don't know. Again, I don't do the negotiating for the Houston Dynamo, but I'm not sure anyone does. All right, little little dig there. Let's move on. Majib Marana got his homegrown contract, which is always exciting, I think, when we're looking around players that are a little bit more local, who've been in the academy systems and working their way up the, the Dynamo youth system into the dynamo squad is pretty awesome, especially since we lost memo over the off season. I think this is kind of like a good, uh, good move by the Houston dynamo to say, look, we let a homegrown player girl go, but we've got more homegrown players coming up the pipe. Zach, go ahead and give me your thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, I think that especially with, you know, our new staffing and our kind of, I don't know what you, what, what would we call it guys? Like a, revamped focus on you know development community engagement and development um i would say just a created focus from nothing to something from nothing to something <laughs> sudden focus on, <laughs> on like local development wait um, we don't have one of these that's what it was <laughs> it's exciting it's exciting to see a homegrown player we've got it written down that he's our 15th homegrown contract and that's yeah. that's to me that's really cool you know i'm a newer um i'm a newer footy fan uh compared to the rest of us but one of the things that i look for a lot whenever i'm looking at teams is that i think it's really cool to see a team that has local development and local academies and a player pathway and so to see somebody like this come up you know he had a really good showing with dynamo dose last year um i think he i think he deserves the spot and you know again like like we've been saying our our defense is gonna need depth um, so it's, he seems like a no brainer, right? He's homegrown. He's got good stats. He puts good numbers. I think he deserves it. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. And a position of need right back is somewhere that I think, I think, uh, anywhere on that defense position of need for sure. Speaking of, uh, full backs, let's go to the other side. Tate Schmidt got signed. Jake was, uh, really talking him up, talking him up, talking him up, talking him up on last episode. And, uh, you know, glad he's here. Glad he's here because uh, we got a man with a messed up knee and we've got Tate Schmidt. And now we've got that other, that other youngster, but, uh, Kust, is that how you say it? Benderkust. Benderkust, yeah. you know, yeah, but, uh, guys seeing what seconds of what Ben Olsen's looking for in a player. So I'm glad that we have Tate Schmidt. It seems like he's a guy who is good enough. For the time being, until Brad Smith gets the spot or Vanderkust gets uh, acclimated to one playing in Houston and two playing for Olsen. So I think it's a smart move. Manny, you didn't give a whole lot of input on Majib. So talk to me about Schmidt. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot more to add than you know what Jake gave us uh, last week. It's uh, a good depth piece. Um, 
I think Scroggins said it, you know, if it's starting for us, that might not be best case scenario. Obviously, we have um, two players that we're hoping that maybe start above him. Vanderkus, maybe not. I haven't, you know, looked into him a whole lot to see see what his play is like or if he's going to be better than Schmidt uh, necessarily. Um, but yeah, I think just adding a depth piece. He played there this last week on uh, on Saturday. Um, he seemed to do fine, but nothing spectacular. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I really have. I don't have too much for him. That's fair. Well, I want to ask you guys, how do we feel about these contracts in general? Positive, negative, well done, not so good. Kyle, thumbs up or thumbs down for these, for the dynamic? Yeah, sure. But yeah, thumbs up, I think, all around. I, I don't think we've really made any moves that make me like really uncertain as to the direction that we're going. Everything seems to be trending well. Emmett kept talking last week on the pod about like we're we're recruiting younger players and you know we're not looking at guys that are have been sitting on the free agency line for a long time and they're you know nearing the end of their their uh playing careers like we're we're trending well and i think all of these moves i mean schmidt's the oldest guy on the list that we talked about here and he's what 25 maybe so we're we're setting ourselves up well for the future and none of these are particularly breaking the bank uh vanderkust is a loan option so it's really you know not a high risk there so uh, great, great moves for sure. That's fair. Manny, thumbs up, thumbs down. I am thumbs up on on these signings. Yeah, finally. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm positive sometimes. I'm positive sometimes. Give me some credit, um, Mikael. Like I said, I was I was thumbs up on that one. Majib, homegrown, thumbs up there. Tate Schmidt uh, fills in in a, a position of need, um, and he can do the job when we probably need him to, if not all the time. Hopefully. Not all the time, but yeah, thumbs up. All right, Zach, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs, all thumbs up. All thumbs up. Yeah, same, uh, same thumb, same reason. Uh, like the signings, like the depth, like the age, like the idea that these guys might stick around for a while and be able to develop. And um, you know, with Ben Olson having kind of a kind of a defensive flavor to his to his tactics and his and his context that he brings to the game. I have to believe that these are probably good signings, you know, from that regard to trust the guy that's, that's behind the steering wheel. Right. Sure. 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 Yeah. And I'm just, uh, I'm just asking this because I just feel like, uh, I feel like this really has set a precedent for the dynamo. This off season seems to have been a lot of thumbs up. You know, I don't think anybody is sitting at home saying, no, we shouldn't have given Mikhail the first team contract. No, we Marana hasn't earned a homegrown contract. Of course he has. He played what? Over a thousand minutes, twenty-two starts last season. Of course, he deserves it. Tate Smith's come in; he's done a great job. I think he's been a part of some uh, scoring actions going on. A lot of hard work put in, and that's tip of the iceberg. That's just what we're talking about today. If you listen to our previous episodes, go back and listen to them. You'll hear all these moves that we're doing. Arthur in the midfield. You know, we're we're doing lots of moves to really set things up. We're going to be talking about some moves that have come in that are really pushing the positivity for the Houston Dynamo, plus all the the staff stuff. Every every post-conference, I think that we hear for the first three or four weeks, Ben Olsen's not just going to mention players. He's going to talk about staff. Everything that's being brought in and building up is just, I think, positive trajectory, which is really necessary for the Houston Dynamo because the MLS is still projecting them to be failures. So let's go ahead and take a look at the preseason matches that have happened since we last had a podcast. We had a 1-1 draw against Columbus. And uh, Manny, I want you to go ahead and give us some of your input on that match. We can pass this on to Kyle or Zach, who probably watched this game. Or I don't know if you could watch it, actually. I don't think it was behind closed doors. Yeah, 100% didn't watch this match. Yeah. Uh, I I literally, yeah. When When I saw this sheet today, the outline, I was like, we had another preseason game before the one on Saturday. You want to no know clue. what that is? You want to know why you didn't know about it? Tell me. Because Tell me why I didn't know. Stupid Apple deal. This <laughs> they refuse to let the the matches be shown. It's their fault. Look into it. Oh my goodness, this is so frustrating. I hate this Apple deal so much. Why am I paying fifteen dollars for the MLS? We've already had know. this discussion last season. I don't want to blow my top here. But yeah, this is an unscheduled Apple TV rant here. It's so. just, it, no, this has been scheduled <laughs> we need to focus for weeks. On the I've been off pod. 
this is ridiculous. Why have we not been able to watch half of the half of the games? More than half of them. Well, four of them were in Mexico. So like that, that doesn't count. What does that mean? They were in Mexico. They don't have TV in Mexico. Apple wasn't going to show those. Internet in Mexico. (laughs) Apple wasn't wasn't going to show those. Oh my gosh. If Elon Musk can get internet for Ukraine in the middle of a war, (laughs) the MLS can figure out a way and Apple to stream some preseason games so fans can see what their team looks like and how they're setting up and how the new players are starting. Or to it's a big secret that Ben Olsen doesn't want anybody to no. know about. One, Ben yeah. Olsen, I don't think is that smart. He could prove me wrong. I hope he proves <laughs> me wrong. Ben, you're welcome on this podcast anytime. You're probably smarter than I am. But I just, it it frustrates the mess out of me. I cannot stand it. I know I the game finished 1-1, Sinski. I know it was 1-1. That's what I know. <laughs> that feels good. Our, a tour was like playing against his his team, so that's fun, yeah. right? What, what more do you need, Sinsky? Yeah, I'll tell you what I need to be able to see it. Well, let's talk about you the game got, we did you see. You got the recap right there. It was one one. What did you, <laughs> you want out of that? Let's talk about the you game heard it we here, did faithful see. fans. It was a one one match. That's the best the Dynamo faithful can give you. Any one ones for this coming season? We're not going to talk about at all. We're not going to cover. We're just gonna skip them. <laughs> what about what about two one losses? When that's we had gonna the be that, that, there's a huge possibility. Replay the episodes from last season. Yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> rebox them. We'll, we start them all off with a gift from uh, Grant Theft Auto. Oh, we're gonna we feed go him. Again. We're gonna feed <laughs> him to the chat GBT and then and then just say twenty three in there, so it updates the schedule. That's what producer it's Ian be. can just like cut in us uh, saying different names into the same episode. <laughs> All right, you guys win. Let's talk about let's talk about our matchup with Frisco. There we go. Win, man of the match, Zach. What do you think? Oh man, I would love nothing. Well, there's a couple people I think should get man of the match, and it's not men of the match. (laughs) But I think Coco. You know, Manny hit it with his uh, his little opening jingle for this episode, right? Coco. Yeah, did. He was involved in everything. The man was everywhere. Um. And it was impressive. He just had that presence on the field. I used to talk a whole lot about Lundy last season for the same reason. It felt like Lundy was all over the place whenever he needed to be, but it was Coco this time. And he stepped into that kind of creative attacking mid sort of function where he was involved in the run of play for buildups to attacks. He was in the box when he needed to be to collect stuff. Um, I was just really impressed with his uh, dynamism to borrow a really really bad pun against the dynamo um coco Karskia, man of the match easily fair kyle you're not in your head in agreement anything else you want to say yeah specifically the, the comment about how free coco looked like he got to play i i didn't get to watch the match unfortunately caught highlights and heard you know everything that you guys were saying in the text chat but um seeing hh and artur playing really well i think is freeing up coco to do like everything that he wants to do and I think that's what's most exciting about this season for me with Coco is like we got to see glimpses of it last year when he would have he'd have good games where he yeah. was playing really proper box to box midfield, but he was having to do a lot. And uh, probably why he got a lot of yellow cards last season, because he was having to do more and track back and cover plays and break up counters and all the like this, you know, the highlights from this, like his link up play with Baird, he just looks really advanced in the attack. And, um, you know, that sets himself up really well. I, I don't think he ended up getting credited for his goal. Um, looked like Steris kind of poked Freaking it in Steris. over the line. Right, Where's Fitters right out there. a way to score goals for the Dynamo, though? Freaking um, but like the the play to get in there and then just the other preseason clips we've seen this season of him. Um, like he he looks really good and looks like he's thriving right now. Yeah, it looks like he's really enjoying his football. Yeah. Uh, Manny, talk to me about the PK. Corey Baird, cool, calm, and collected. That impress you? <sighs> nothing Corey Baird does impresses Maybe. me. Come on, no, give nothing. the man his credit. No, no I mean on. he he took the he took the Please. PK he took the PK very well. You know he had his um little post game interview and they asked him about the PK and he was like ah, that you know he said I wasn't even expecting to be the one to take those. Uh, Acha Acha came up to him was like, hey, do you want to take this? And he was like, sure. And he's like, I I feel pretty confident about my PK skills and. He stepped up and he finished it. And that's all you can ask for someone who's behind the ball on a PK, right? It's just to step up and finish the ball. Slid um, it in there. But yeah, he he like knocked butter. it in and it was good. <laughs> Smooth like butter. Smooth like butter went in. Um, but yeah, he he did great. And he actually, you know, <clears throat> he played that 
that false nine pretty well, honestly. Um, this is a preseason game. I'm not going to try to read too much into it. Um, I know that there are some major Corey Baird lovers out there. I don't think I'm fully convinced yet, but I will give the man his due. He played that false nine pretty well. He had some good uh, interconnections with the other players on the sides of him. Um, you know, if a mediocre player surrounded by good players will hopefully either, well, I think one of two things will stand out. Either they will look bad because they are the mediocre player around better players, or they will hopefully rise to the occasion. Amen. So I think Baird has better players around him this season. And hopefully that is what will happen is that he'll rise to the occasion um, and, you know, step up a bit. So, but yeah. What did y'all think of Ben Olsen's post uh, sorry, not post season post match conference, the midfield trio learned to trust the next man. Zach, do you think that's why Coco was able to get so free? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, you got to reach way back into a dark, dark period of our podcast and listen to those like summer episodes when Hache Hache was new and we were hopeful, you know, before like the miserable loss streak that we went on. But one of the things that a lot of us talked about, I know I did, was that the hope that putting uh, Hector into the midfield would kind of open up the midfield play, right? We were like yeah. our our style of attack last season was like run it down the wings, right? Just like run it down the side and bomb it in the box and hope something connects. And this is the opposite of that. And this is what we talked about last season with with Ache Ache is that like having him in the midfield, having our tour and having Coco kind of stepping into that role finally and like in full, um, it's doing that, right? The midfield has become sort of this this force that we can pass the ball through and it's and it's working. And Ben Olsen talked about it right in the post-game interview. He mentioned this is the first game, I believe was his words, the first game with this preseason, the first time that he's seen those three really like link up in an attack that they've been really clean in defense, you know, which I think we all expected uh, from Hector especially, but that this was the first time that they've linked up in an attacking mindset and actually produced that way. Um, and that was really encouraging to see. And so I think 100%, that's Coco out of the three of them seems to be the most forward-lying um, and the most capable of linking up with the attack. And and he did it and he did it really well, you know, and would have had a goal to his credit for it. If not for Steres, just like being there at the edge of the goal. That's like his gift Steres. I don't know what he's a defender, but he's how many assists did he have in goals last season? It was kind of nuts. He had a few goals. I think uh, he had three, two or three. Two or three that, yeah. But still uh, something, Tony, uh, Tony, something Tim Parker couldn't do in his uh, multiple seasons with us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Tony Parker could do it either. <laughs> not tall enough or too tall i don't know how tall is tony parker he's short for a basketball player i believe yeah but i mean short for a basketball player he's pretty tall <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna look it up i'm not it's not worth it i'm not okay. i'm not i'm not all right last thing uh ben olsen's uh post-conference a little tidbit he said day-to-day on injuries and it looks like we've got a a couple of uh little little nagging inner injuries on some of our players. I'm tripping over my words here. Some nagging injuries day to day with Dorsey. Anybody else? Uh, uh, he, mentioned Esco- yeah, he mentioned Escobar, Escobar too. too. Yeah. Escobar. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, why uh, Stairs was playing right back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like the, the lineup we saw on Saturday is most likely, I mean, I guess it depends. He said those guys are day to day that Dorsey and Escobar day to day, but if they don't, you know, get a full recovery in this week, then like stairs at right back is a thing that we might actually see like starting on Saturday. Is the game on Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. There you go. That's um, why which... we were talking about how we don't want to see Hadebi on the left. Stairs on the right. Old man. I don't think anyone's saying we want to see stairs. Formerly, right. formerly just... grandpa stairs on the right. That's why. <laughs> no, I'm not. I agree with you, Kyle. We don't want to see it. It just that that's what we're seeing yeah. is it's a little ner- makes me a little nervous for the start of the season. Yeah. Not, but we're not, not here today to talk about the defense. No, we've done that. This is the forwards preview episode. We've had Ooh. several people taken out. We've brought in a fair few and we have a decent amount still on the roster. So let's get to that outgoings. Go ahead, Kyle. Remind us of who left, who we can say our farewells to. Yeah. We can bid goodbye to Tiago. Tiago. Never heard of him. Yep. Uh, old Darwin Quintero, the forward slash midfielder. Um, that one breaks my heart. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier, that it, it is a little sad that he's gone, but I think it's good. I think it's a good sign that we're 
we're moving forward. We're progressing. I agree. Um, I agree. Old Fafa Pico, he's out. Um, we're not sad about that. We can we can with certainty say that we're not that yes. upset. Hey, but man, should uh, we? We'll the man scored a lot of goals in his short time with the when nine. they didn't matter. He scored yeah, yeah, goals yeah. when they didn't matter. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. How many of those goals are just goals of impression? Right. They got yeah. called back. Man, I remember more. a few that won some games. Legit. Okay. Goals and then I and then also we lost Tyler Pasher well earlier in the season, but I'm pretty sure Zach put him on here just so that he could talk about how much he loves Tyler Pasher. Believe so. it or not, I did not put him on here. I it do love me. Tyler Pasher. It was yeah. actually me that put him on yeah. there. There's more than one of us Tyler Pasher fans here, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> we all love a friendly Pasher Canadian. Money, you know, but if we're looking honestly, he was he he should not have been here, <laughs> and fairly well, Pasher. He should he should have been here. He should have just played better. That would have been ideal. Okay. I liked him, but he should have been better. Okay. Thank you, Kyle, for that quick recap. Manny, remind me who came in. All right. We got Ivan Frankel, Iman Basi, and maybe question mark Achura. Uh the guy has seen. not been seen <laughs> once, I think, since he's been signed. Um on the Dynamo website, he's listed as unavailable, but I have not heard conversation about him being injured uh needing to get some kind of green card or some kind of any anything to be able to play on uh, the team for an international slot um i have no idea i have i have no idea i think i think this is an imaginary signing i think this person's not real um and the dynamo might have got duped and they don't want to bring it up anymore so that's why we haven't heard about it i don't know <laughs> that's funny um yeah so two out of three not bad uh uh, not bad (laughs) not too bad two out of three real signings not bad i'll go ahead and let uh zach you can uh tell us about who's already here remind Uh, the everybody who's already here uh you got sebas right even though he's not already here right green card issues and i'm wondering if achara might be one of those green card issues too right because we signed him on re-entry didn't we into the draft I got some stuff to say about that here in a second. Do your list. Okay. Uh, Corey Baird, um, some might say he just got here, right? Because he was a little forgettable last season, but here he is scoring goals in our preseason game. Um, We've got Babyface Nelson, Quinones. uh, We've got Thor, the Hammer. um, Also green card issues, Manny, for you later. Um, And uh, Beto Avila, which, I mean... Was he here? I guess he he's, he played minutes for us last season. So he's here too. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, he's here. Uh, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get. It looks like he's further down the depth chart. But uh, a couple of those names stick out. I just want to remind the faithful, Corey Baird had a decent preseason last year too. Uh, let's not forget, he connected with Sebis on a goal. I, I think he scored a goal in the preseason last season. Y'all can look that up. I'm not going to go and fact check myself like but negative positivity i don't like it but i'm not, i'm just trying to keep look i think expectations are a little hyped right now and i'm just trying to keep it low-key keep myself level i there's a lot of hope you know that asher interview gave me a lot of hope but i just i'm i know the dynamo of old and these new players some of them you know this coming from the guy that said we will definitely be making playoffs in the first or bust. season or bust or bust. Uh, so the hyper bowl with this dude is everywhere. Who knows what Sinsky is going to say next week? I have no clue. No clue where well, he's going to land. He doesn't know what he's going to say next week. He doesn't we know what he's going to say next minute. <laughs> we absolutely could make playoffs or we could bust. Or not. You know? Or not. Okay. Yeah. There are two options in this MLS and now it's even easier to make playoffs. So if we don't, do we really need to ask Pat to, answer some questions because it's getting pretty wild. Um, So that's the list of our players. Uh, We don't need to really focus on the outgoing because they're goodbye, gone, farewell. But um, let's talk about Yvonne Franco and Amin Bossi. I don't know if Achara needs too much time spent on him. Uh, I was surprised to see Franco and Bossi on the pitch together last night in the game because uh, the Asher interview he kind of made it pretty clear that they're both going to be vying for that left uh, left wing spot. So well, Baird had to play though, right in the center. That's I mean, 
Baird's the competition. Franco's a forward. Why did Franco can oh, play, play center? So I, I'm just surprised. You know, uh, that's true. That's true. But either way, it still would have been the three of them, right? Like Sebas being out of the front three locks the both of them in, regardless. And that's kind of what we talked about. We mentioned this whenever we discussed transfers in the first episode that they compete. But then we also have this wild flexibility now in the attack where Sebas is gone. Green card issues? Question mark. Manny, you still have stuff to say about green card issues? And then, you know, here we are. We've got depth, and Bossy and Franco were both able to come in and, and hook up with Baird, and that's that's great. That's what we want, right? Is to be able to see people slot in like that when we have issues. And that's right to the point, Zach. This uh, our front setup seems to have the most depth out of any of the thirds of the pitch and in my opinion like solid depth am i alone on that kyle no i think you're i mean just looking at the list we've got a lot of options that are going to work well and like proper forward options you know last season we saw a lot of like memo getting playing minutes on the left wing he'd come in for fafa uh you know we'd see or i don't even yeah we'd see thor playing out on the wing um i don't even know what we had on the right wing underwhelming sub yeah so like it was just kind of a kind of an odd rotation that we might see up front sebis was like you know basically a you know a shoe in um, outside of that kind of random mid-season lull but right now we've got really good depth and we're hopefully going to see a lot of these players break out really well this season specifically guys like the new guys i mean bossy I'm Franco. And then uh, players like, you know, Nelson, Babyface Quinones, like that guy has a lot going for him. And and I know a lot of people want to see him do really well, especially us here on the pod. So uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited about the options we have that can come in late in the game, take on tired legs um, and, and especially having a proper, you know, starting set as well. So Manny, talk to me about, I mean, Bossy and Ivan Franco are the guys who came in, um, how stoked are you on these moves? Uh, pretty stoked. I'm I'm pretty stoked. I, I so for Ivan Franco, the fact that he already has a relationship with Sebas, um, you know, on and off the field, bromance off the field, uh, partnership of, and uh, passing and assisting on the field, like uh, that's building that relationship on the field takes time. And you, when you can bring in someone that already has that relationship with your star striker, like that's a good thing, in my opinion. Um, now I know that like, if we looked at their stats, he probably honestly didn't assist him too much when they did get to play together. Uh, he had that, you know, I think Yvonne had that one really good season and then kind of fell down from there. Um, but they know each other, right. They, they know how they like to play with each other. Um, they know what they expect from each other on the pitch. And I think that can only be a good thing, uh, for Iman Basi. Um, you know, we looked at his, his numbers when he was at uh, Barnsley, is that correct? In the championship last, yeah. last season. Um, and that's where he was really getting minutes. He wasn't really getting minutes for his for for mains on his actual team, but when he went out on loan uh, with Barnsley, he was getting solid minutes, and he had some some solid numbers. Um, and I think you know adjusting to a new league might take some time, and you know we might have some concerns about him adjusting to the physicality of our league. But the championships, uh, the championship league is no slouches. Those guys are hardcore. <laughs> so physical. if he can. Yeah, very physical. If he can play there, then I think the MLS will be um, be not too much of a big transition for that other than like the travel and wear and tear on that side. But yeah, the man had on on to Barnsley to that. He had five point five five shot creating actions per 90 minutes. And I just want to put that against the season like last season with Fafa. As a comparison, or Baird, or Memo, or Pasher. If you want to talk about Pasher, we want to talk about Pasher. But that's like double what any of our wingers were ever able to put out last season. Yeah, in shot creating actions, that's incredible. Eighty percent passing completion that beats all of them for 2022. Like I think people are kind of sleeping on Bossy. He's like exciting, and we're happy to have somebody in the attack like that. But I don't think people necessarily realize how exciting he is coming out of the Champions League with numbers like that into a team where we have numbers like we did last season in our wings. Like this is incredible. Championship, Zach. Championship, not the Champions League. Different, different things. I said championship. Ian, fix that. <laughs> <laughs> fix it in post. Fix it in post. I know who uh, Barnsley is because I don't know who Barnsley is. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about both those guys. Um, and again, for Achera, you know, I, you didn't even ask about him, so forget him. But again, I don't know what that guy's going to do. I don't know if he's real. Still don't know if he's real. And speaking of Achara, Manny, we've been saying there's a lot of green card issues. Why don't you explain those green card issues to me? 
Yeah, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but we do know there was a a quote from Ben basically referring to some players being gone this last preseason game uh, due to some green card issues. And the interesting word he, green. Card the word he used was interesting. So we had a small debate in our text group about this. Uh, one of the guys, it was you know Jake. He said the word interesting. He thought it was a good thing. Like interesting. Like hey, we're getting green cards for these guys. Like that's interesting. My thought was using the word interesting a week before the regular season starts for guys trying to get green cards. So you can make sure they're on your roster did not sound like a good thing. Um, what, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Does that sound like a good thing to you guys? Am I, was I just being negative Manny again or is <laughs> no, I'm with you on that one. I definitely think this is not the time to be figuring out green card issues. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not certain all the MLS like sneaky slide rules and stuff. But I'm pretty sure we have way more international players than international slots right now. So if these green cards don't come through for some of these players, I think the Dynamo are in a little bit of trouble. And I don't know exactly when the deadline day is to have all that set up. But I know if they don't get it in time, then it's an international slot issue. And we're at the mercy of purchasing those from another team or getting... Uh, some sort of fine or booty kick from the MLS for not complying with their janky rules. Zach? Yeah. um, You know, uh, interesting. I see where you guys are coming from. I could see where it's like a very good political word, you know, like interesting actually means like chaotic or tragic potentially, but I choose not to see it that way. I'm kind of more with Jake. I think interesting just means weird, right? Like, We've probably hit up against some sort of, you know, hiccup that and, you know, producer Ian um, added in the chat. I don't know if he wants to say it himself, but, you know, we took that trip to Mexico for some preseason games that could have messed it up. Right. And it is kind of weird that we have, um, you know, definitely Thor, uh, definitely Sebas and potentially Achara, three players from three different countries, all having green card issues at the same time makes it seem like something like our trip to Mexico or some unifying factor is the reason, right? It's not as simple as three separate countries all having issues processing green cards for three players that, you know, maybe something with our, with our travels had something to do with it, but, and and that would certainly be interesting, right? It's like, Hey, let's take the team to Mexico and we get there. And then suddenly embassies are like, mm, no, you can't do this. Um, are you saying so, they're still in Mexico? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> mm, did we lose them at their, at their relative embassies in Mexico city? Who knows? We should ask um, somebody who knows. We should get on uh, Ben next week and be like, hey, you want to clarify that interesting comment about the green cards? Um, hopefully we see them, though, right? Like, I think we can all agree that we want to see Sebas in the center of the attack. I was uh, just about to say, well, I'm hoping next week we see, yeah. we see that they're like all on six the pitch days. and it's yeah. taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other, right? Thor or Sebas, right? It's like a race. It's a race to the green card at this point. Um, I'd be happy to see Thor play, personally. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for clearing that up for me, guys. Kyle, I want you to give me your preferred starting formation for these attackers in the final third. I'll keep it very brief. Uh, I would prefer to see Sebas up top, Corey Barrett on the right, and Yvonne Franco on the left. Kyle, where's Bossy? All right. We we only have so many spots open, and we can't fit in that many people. uh, We we know we're going to have a back four and a midfield three. That leaves three people, Zach. That's fair. That's fair. But you said... You said the Baird, the mild butter himself. You, making Ian, your you, play, you are, you've right got preseason goggles on, man. You the NFL doesn't Baird. just play their starters preseason. Corey Baird has week. more time with the organization. He's relatively hot right now. That Corey Baird so hot right now. And <laughs> Producer Ian, insert a clip of Owen Wilson uh, yeah. being called so hot right now by Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just think that he he has that spot right now. I don't think like I, I'm very excited to see what Bossy can do. And also I'll say this, like I'd be fine with Bossy starting on the left over Franco. I just think that I would like to see the combination of Yvonne Franco and Sebas. And then I'm fairly certain that Baird has that spot on the right. That's fair. Emmett has paid me to say this, by the way. So <laughs> this is Zach, a paid advertising by Zach. Go ahead and give us yours. Yeah. Uh I was I was prepared to like drive to Houston and fight Kyle tonight about the bossy Baird comment, and I still may be, but I will agree about the um, Ivan Franco and and Sebas hookup. I'm really excited to see the two of them play together. I've literally been waiting for this since we signed Sebas. I like game four last season. I was talking about how nobody knows how to play with Sebas, 
And now here we've signed somebody who knows how to play with Sebas. And I just really want to see him play with Sebas. We need to get Sebas on the field, get his green card fixed, put him on the field with Franco and, and see it. Uh, that sounds great. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with Sebas in the center and Kyle, we can fight <clears throat> at another day about Baird and bossy. I'm definitely going to pick bossy, uh, on that wing. Just, just for the sheer fact that his stats that he's bringing into this club are insane. And I just really want to see him do that. Um, and I think minutes on the field is what's going to unlock it for him. Manny, and, what do you Baird think? Has a lot to prove. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what Kyle's, um, Kyle doesn't smoke, so I don't know what he's doing over there. I don't, I don't know what he's what he's doing in that in that part of Houston and North smoke Houston. Free zone. It's just, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure what's going on there. It's definitely a Sebas, Ivan, Bossy lineup for me at the beginning. Uh, if those three guys are healthy, those three guys are fit. If those three guys are allowed in the country <laughs> to work, then those three guys are the guys that I like to see start. Um, I I just don't understand kyle right now it's like i'm questioning our friendship almost as i I feel betrayed i don't know what the right word is right maybe maybe i've caught the like twitter bug that's gone around the bear (laughs) bug on twitter and i even said after i think two episodes ago when i was on i was like people need to chill and remember what we had but listen like but here you are like i I did say that no i'm 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 chilling i'm chilling cucumber right now but what i'm saying is that he's gonna start on the right wing on saturday And I think that he has made the starting spot his based on how he ended the season, how preseason has gone. He's two for two from the spot in a time where we, we haven't had like a certain striker on the field because Sebas is like still on the pyramid in Mexico or something. And like, he's, he's deputizing. Well, I think that he, he has the spot. Do I want to see Bossy take it from him because Bossy plays that much better? Absolutely. However, I'm fine with him starting. And I know that I'm going to get kicked off of this podcast. I get it. That's fine. Bring, you you guys, can bring Emmett back and you can have Emmett say the exact same thing. Okay. It, we could try and bring Emmett back, but he's we already got one it. episode. What is there one left before he doesn't come back in at all? So um it doesn't matter anyways because all three of you are wrong let me explain Uh, how it's gonna be of course sebis is gonna be up top the man scored 13 goals in his mls debut season of course he's up top but bossy is gonna be out left because bossy is just better than franco look at his barnsley numbers you guys are singing his praises from miles around and then you're saying oh well franco's played with sebis before so he'll get the start no franco has looked okay but Bossy is experienced, and he is so clean on the ball. Great passing, great movement. Bossy is going to be crucial to our attack. And Kyle, I think it's going to be Baird on the right. They love that. You're, I think you're absolutely right. They love that. They love it. So I think that's going to be our starting. All right, go ahead and cue everybody uh, crapping all over Sinski here. Go ahead, guys. Do your thing. Producer Ian, good, can you insert pick, the crickets sound, please? <laughs> chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp, yeah, didn't chirp. we already talk about how Chris doesn't know what he's going to say next week or yeah, next? Month? I, don't I think... expect I expect this chaos from Sinsky, Kyle, not from you. Okay, Look, this is not chaos. This this ain't no guess. That's what it's going to be. Okay? You on this episode, like 15 minutes ago, you just said calm down on the Baird love. And yeah, then no, I don't think I don't think Baird's going to be good. I'm not saying that. Look, Baird, might you be can good. prove me wrong, might brother. Be. I don't mind if you crush it this season. I would love it. I would love for you to make me look like a fool, but. I'm just going off of what I have in in your Dynamo portfolio, which is preseason success and a couple of games that really might as well have been preseason because at the end of last year, we couldn't get out of 12th, but we're saying, hey, great job. No, I'm not. I'm not crazy, man. I'm smart. So that's it. That's the preferred starting formation. And now we're just going to grade this final third and I don't know if it should be the highest grade or the lowest grade because I feel like we've made some awesome moves in it, but I don't know if we really understand how these moves are going to work together unless unless preseason is a viable uh, data set for you. So, Manny, go ahead and rate them A, B, C, D, or F. I'm going to give this group a solid B because I don't want to get my hopes up too much. I was leaning towards B+, plus, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the B. I think that these guys are going to... 
be better than we had last year as a cohesive offense, but not. Uh, I don't think they're gonna light like light the world on fire necessarily. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the B. Um, you better believe that, uh, Zach. What's yours? Uh, I was gonna say B, but Manny said B. Uh, so, <laughs> so well, I'm going to say, a. man, Zach, you don't, you don't have to I'm gonna let... be the guy. I'm going to say, Hey, no, you don't have to tell me. I'm going to say, Hey, it's going to be a, uh, Franco. Ayo! Yeah. Franco and Sebas are going to hook up. Uh, it's going to be beautiful. Uh, we're not going to be able to look away from the screen. Sounds um, and they're going to carry this team's attack for years together. That's what I believe. A, <laughs> a absolute chemistry, a for absolute chemistry. Okay. And Kyle, are you going to give it a C for that chemistry part or? No way. I'm going to go. I think Manny's right on. I think it's a solid B because I think our midfield was our best improvement in the off season. So I'm going to give the midfield a B plus because I wasn't here last week. So breaking the rules a little bit. And that means our offense gets a B. All right. Well, I think I'm also going to say B. So now Zach looks like the odd man out. But I do think. I also think B. I I just think our final. Make up your mind, Zach has a wide range. I think things could blow up and we could like kill it and Manuel feel bad for not saying a, and Zach will feel like spectacular for saying a, but then I also wonder like how easily can things go wrong? Sebas was very streaky last year. Will these signings help him out and make things like solid or do we wind up going in a slump and wonder where the goals are coming from again? So I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm going to go B. I believe that B is the best answer so with that i believe we can move forward and look at our season opener guys it's here it's time we're going up against fc cincinnati let's go way match february 25th 6 30 p.m well kyle where will you be watching uh i'm going to since no i'm just kidding um (laughs) i will be at home uh oh wait no i actually won't be at home Uh, i'm gonna be no you want to be a a mid 30 year old pretending like i'm a mid 20s year old yeah, we I'm gonna are. be I'm gonna be at a pop punk show in Houston with Manny. So we're gonna be uh Woo! You're not gonna watch the opener? <laughs> Apparently we're gonna miss the opener. Well, it's Sorry, at 6 30, so we might get to catch some of it. But um yeah, oh I, 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 I can't wait guys for, on for this episode. <laughs> we'll be we'll be around. We'll be we'll be able to Dyna Bros from Warehouse Live, probably. So uh yeah, but uh free on Apple TV with the whole I know Sinsky hates Apple TV, but the game is free, so you at least get this one, Sinsky. Yeah, I watched it. Mean, My wife is convinced we're going to pay for it, but I don't. I don't know if I have it in me. Uh, Zach, yeah. Zach, I'm going to move to you because I have a feeling you and I might be the only ones watching this game, while the other two are headbanging it out to I don't know me without you or something or for today or whatever the kids are listening to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Talk to the me kids, about FC Cincinnati. How has their preseason gone? Um, it's gone bad. Uh, they had two canceled games, um, and they had two losses, and so I'm excited about that because they're you know they're not a they're a powerful team, right? They have a lot of presence. They're coming into the season, I think, with expectations of performing well over the course of the season, um, and their preseason defies those expectations to our benefit. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that based on the based on their preseason that we're going to come into their stadium catch them by surprise uh and and just trounce them preseason is the whose line is it anyway of sports nothing matters there's no points points we can't base how good they're going to be on preseason let's look at how they were last season manny talk to me about their best boys yeah so they finished last or sorry last they finished fifth last season in eastern conference um, and they have a few players that we should definitely be watching out for. Uh, first is Brenner, uh, and the second is Brandon Vasquez. Brenner is a Brazilian kid. He had 24 goal involvements last season, Yikes. Um, 18 goals, six assists, and that averaged out to 1.01 per game, which is fantastic. If you have a player who's involved in a goal, either scoring or assisting per game that they're in, that's that's incredible numbers. Okay. And then Super Vasquez. Impressive. Oh, very, yeah. Very impressive. Uh, Brandon Vasquez. Some of you guys obviously might've known for just watching the MLS. He got his, I believe his first call up for the U S men's national team here in January, which is pretty cool. Um, but he also had 18 goals last season with eight assists. So 26 goal involvements. These guys are both young. Um, and Vasquez is powerful. Uh, but yeah, so 
those are definitely two dudes we got to watch out for. They were both being, you know, uh, scouted earlier in this year by Premier League teams. I think Brenner was being looked at by Forrest, if I remember correctly, and Vasquez was being looked at by Leeds um, in the summertime. Vasquez American, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Leeds is scouting every American player. <laughs> Manny, you and Kyle are on a Sunday league, right? Uh, sometimes, separately, yes. yeah, separately, okay, yeah, yes, summer yes. league. So I bet if y'all look to the sidelines, you were seeing Jesse Marsh sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> what American are they not going for, really? Okay, it's okay. that Oprah, the Oprah Winfrey uh, meme. You're getting scouted, and you're getting scouted. That's I was Jesse Marsh on the side for Americans. I I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> All right, and with that, we are going to go to our faithful Dinobot. You guys may not know, but we have a Dinobot which gives us the. Uh, predicted outcomes of the game like the percentage chance the dynamo has to win or lose or draw so go ahead dynabot hit us with the numbers dynabot's prediction for houston dynamo at fc cincinnati 67 percent chance fc cincinnati win 13 percent chance houston dynamo win 20 percent chance the two teams draw dale 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 dynamo and stay faithful all right um, well, I don't care about robot numbers. I care about human statistics. Manny, what do your eyeballs tell you? How how do you feel like we'll fare? I know, I know I, I get a bad rap on this pod for being a, a negative person. It's true. So, yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse it a little bit. I'm gonna go opening game of the season. We're gonna get the dub. We're getting the dub. We're gonna go our classic scoreline reverse because we're gonna win this one two one. Okay. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, 2-1. Uh, Sebas, if he's playing, fingers crossed, um, he will get a goal. And second goal, we're going to say, uh, you know, Coco. Coco's hot right now. Let's give it to him. 2-1. That's what's going to happen. I think that'd be a huge statement if Dynamo could say, look, there's a 2-1 scoreline that we can actually win instead of lose. That'd be a great way to start the season. Zach, go ahead. Give me your prediction. How much do we win by? Three. Three zero. Three zero. Wow. I'm giving one to Sebus. I'm giving one to Coco. And I'm gonna give one to Baird. Baird can have one. Baird's gonna score. <laughs> Sebus is gonna score. Coco's gonna score all before the first half. We defend our oh fortress my goodness. the entire second half. And Cincinnati doesn't know what to do with it. They just fall apart crying. I thought I was being outlandish. <laughs> I've never seen that show. Kyle, what's your prediction? Um, I, I feel bad doing this now. I'm going to be slightly neutral here. I'm going to say two, two draw to open the season away. I just Ooh, think, I just booing. think it's, it's just a, it's a tough first game for the season, you know? So I'm not being totally negative. We're getting a point. It's a good point to take, but it's, uh, it's going to be hard fought. Yeah, that Producer makes us net insert positive. a meme, a GIF actually of that guy saying "boo, boo this man" to Kyle. Gifts, gifts don't yeah, work gifts on are, podcasts. Gifts would be really good on a podcast. <laughs> if you, if you think for a second our listeners don't know exactly what I'm talking about, even just hearing it mentioned, they'll know, they'll see it in their mind's eye. Okay. Besides, I think Zach is closest here, but I think it's going to be a three-one game. I have a hard time not seeing them score at their house. Uh, but I do think Seba scores a brace. Wow. And I think uh, Amin Bossi gets his name on the score sheet. I would love to see that. I think that would be an excellent first game. And yeah, I think the Dynamo can win out. I think we have a, a smart, not win out as in like all season long, they're going to win from beginning undefeated. No way. But uh, I think they'll win that game. And um, they like to start hot, you know? So I think we'll see that. We'll see a good start for the Houston Dynamo. With that, we can move on to our fun wrap-up. This is a pretty interesting one. I think producer Ian came up with it. I'm not positive, but it uh, goes a little something like this. I want to know each of you guys' favorite home kit in honor of the new home kit launching so recently. Uh, I'll start with, I think I'll start with Kyle. What's your favorite kit? Sure. Um, I really like got to be home. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Home kit. So I really like the 2011 home kit. This was one of the last green star sponsored kits. It's got a nice subtle white collar. It's got a little bit of texture in the orange across the chest. It's got the old school logo with two stars on it, right on my heart. 
So I think it's just a classic Dynamo kit, and it and it's really nice to see one of the old sponsored logos on the front there. That one is pretty cool. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's got a lot going on though, but that's pretty cool. And I'm a sucker for co- collars. Not a bad pick, Zach. What's yours? Um, <clears throat> I want to say our newest one, right? Uh, the the new 2023 home kit. To me, I like the new logo. I like the rebrand. I don't know where that makes me fall. Am I a minority in the community? I don't know, but I like the new logo a lot. I like seeing, you know, this first new home kit with the logo a lot. I like the texture, same story. I like the orange. Um, I'm excited about it. Uh, but if we're doing this in honor of the home kit um, and I can't pick it, I'm definitely going to pick. And I hope Jake, are you listening? If you're out there, I hope that you're listening to this, Jake. I'm picking the 2013 home kit because I believe I could be wrong. Someone correct me, but I'm pretty sure that's the first home kit where we dropped uh, Space City Blue out of our out of our home Ooh. kit color theme. Uh, not boo a fan of man. Space City Blue. Producer Ian, I need you to insert a gif of a boo this man <laughs> to Zach. That gif don't. is going to be all over the place in this pod. I don't love the Space City Blue. I like that we went to straight orange and white. I like that that's evolved to orange and black. I don't need the blue back. Jake, you can fight me too. I'll meet you in Houston when I come fight Kyle about Baird. I don't even live in Houston, so good luck. All right, Manny, you heard it here first. Zach hates the Houston Dash and their Space City Blue. Which uh, which uh, kit is your favorite? Home kits only. Uh, first off, Kyle, anything below Conroe is Houston to Zach. So that's, that's why. <laughs> 100% true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so my favorite one, if we're picking home ones, my favorite one of all time is not a home one, but my favorite home one is going to be the 1314. Uh, for a few reasons. First off, we dropped the collar. I'm not a collar guy. Uh, second, that was the first year we added the Texas flag on the bottom of the jersey of the, of the kit, which I love my state. What can I say? I, I love Texas. I love being a Texan. I love that everything's bigger here. I think we have some amazing food in this state. Well, anytime Texas can be represented, especially on a kit for the team that I love, I'm all about that. So the Texas flag, that sold me. Those are great choices. You know, the Dynamo haven't gotten a whole lot right in their history outside of those first two seasons, you know, crushing it. But I think kits are something we do pretty well with. And you all pick some good choices. They're just not the best. Okay. You feeling me? They're not the best. Let's go back in time. All right. It's 2006. Houston Dynamo are hitting the scene. We luck out on another team wanting to move away from their home. We pick them up and we put out one of the most atrocious jerseys I've ever seen in my life. It is not my pick. Okay. 2006 is ugly. 2007, we we get a little bit updated and, you know, I, I don't hate it. I like it. I think it's weird that we don't have a sponsor on it. 2008, they fixed that. Amigo Energy right on the front. Boom. Heroes. Winners. 2008, 2009, those look sick. Orange and blue, just all up in them. Those are great-looking jerseys. Um, Two different jerseys, but great-looking. And then Green Star steps in. But none of these these are the winners, okay? None of the ones y'all have said. Here's the number one, 2017. It is so sleek. It is so smooth. I love the, the shirt sponsor right there in the middle. It just fits so well on one of those horizontal stripes guys horizontal stripes on soccer jerseys is where it's at i don't care what anybody says if the stripes aren't horizontal i don't want them they look so sick old logo which is the best logo zach okay you like this because it looks like notebook paper kyle mentioned that's why you like this you're crazy (laughs) i don't mind it does make it easier to read that's true nice note page look not all of us are visually gifted and can see easily like you guys can but it's sweet. It's Adidas. It looks really good. I'm about it. We that literally all wear glasses. Dream. All of us Everybody wear glasses. Has glasses. <laughs> Look, we're all blind, but my vision's the worst. I win. So just want to say thank you to all our listeners out there. You heard it here first. That's our best kit. Stay faithful, guys. Listen to us. Rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We love y'all. We're grateful. Stay faithful. Thank you for listening to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. We are Chris Sinski, Manny Farcier, Christopher Scroggins, Jake Barry, Kyle McGuire, Emmett Rumfield, and James Franklin. Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff 
with marketing and design from Zach Billow. Dynabot is powered by predictions from 538 Club Soccer Predictions. Learn more at 538.com. Music provided by Alex Grohl on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dynamo underscore faithful and send your questions to dynamofaithfulpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful. Well, we've got so much time and so little to do. Wait, strike that, reverse it. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep.